So when I was a little uh, kid, we used to uh, play at this uh, lot down the street. It was uh, at the corner of uh, Walnut and 14th. My parents still live in that neighborhood. Uh, we, uh, there was a doctor's office, Dr. Newley had an office there. And there's a big grassy lot there. They always mowed it, and it's just, it was a perfect spot to play. And so in the summer, that's, that's what we did. We'd either be at Potawatomi swimming or we'd be at the lot playing ball or something like that. And, and uh, we'd go down there and all morning and play, and then we'd come home for lunch, and then it was time for dinner. Um, you know, but back then we didn't have cell phones, so, uh, you know, how are we going to find out when it's time for dinner? But, you know, mom's going to text us because we didn't have that stuff. So we, my parents, one of them, would open up the front door, open the screen door, and, you know, yell down the street, you know, Danny, it's time to eat. You know, and that's half a block away or almost a full block away, and I'd hear it. And so I would I'd go run home and uh, have dinner. It was great. So we did. Um, you know, and it was a bunch of us there. So you had the Kashnowskis and the Pittens and the Galans and, and, and the Deals and some of my cousins. We all lived there. It was like 50 kids in, in, on our block. And so how do you distinguish when they say it's time to eat? Well... First of all, you recognize your mom's voice or your dad's voice, but also they would say your name. Danny, it's time to eat. And so that name had, had significance. I would hear my name, and I would know that that name being said was calling me home, was calling me to eat, was calling me uh, to safety, was calling me to love, was calling me uh, to family, was calling me in relationship. That's what, my, that's what the name means, our names. We, uh, you know, at the, at the school, uh, every day, every single day, uh, one of us is out, one of the priests, sometimes all of us, is out there greeting the kids when they show up in the morning, opening the car door for them as they get out and saying, hello, if I can remember the name, I say their name, uh, and saying how good we are, happy we are to see them. And then at the end of the day, usually all three of us are standing there uh, at a key spot where every car has to drive by us, and we, we say goodbye, we wave goodbye. And the kids are even like rolling down the windows and saying goodbye to us. And if I can remember their name, I say their name. And I say that, remember a name, because I'm terrible at names. All right, but occasionally, and it's, I mean, I'm working at it. Then, then it eventually I'll get there. But... One day, uh, this kid uh, was walking to the other parking lot, uh, and he was walking on the sidewalk. He walked behind us, and I turned and I saw him, and uh, and I said, "Sebastian," I knew his name, right? I said, "Sebastian, goodbye. Have a great have a great evening." And he stopped and he turned and looked at me, and he says, "Why do you know my name?" He doesn't say how. He said, "Why do you know my name?" And, you know, he's like in second grade. And, I, and without even skipping a beat, it just came out. I said, because you're important. And his face just lit up. Because you're important. I know your name. Now, do you think that had some effect on him? I hope it did. 
Think about this. The day you got baptized, your name was said in church for the first time, before God. And that name then, at your baptism, spoken in that moment of grace, was imbued with incredible power. That the invocation of that name, a name now written in heaven, known by God as your identity, established in that relationship of baptism, now that name imbued with incredible spiritual significance is a name spoken as your mission. This is, this is, this is me. I'm in a relationship with God now. And in that relationship, now I know who I am as a child of God. And that name now has the power to define not just who I am, but what I am, what I am supposed to do and be. A relationship, an identity, and a mission. A name contains all of that. And so today in the gospel, I don't know if you picked this up or not. This is the only parable in all the scriptures where we're told the name of the person, Lazarus. The only time. You know, when, when, you, when things like that happen in scripture, they're important. It isn't like Jesus forgot to use the name in the other parables. He's saying something about this person and their name. That here was a guy who had nothing, was poor, broken, bereft, sick, lost, alone, afraid, abandoned and forgotten. But he has a name. And the rich man who has no name knows this person. How do we know it? Because when they're both dead and one's in hell and one's in heaven, the rich man uses the name. He knew it. He just didn't care. So while he's feasting and something and, and engaging in his extravagant life with his parties and his booze and his food and his clothes and his friends, all at the expense of a person outside his door who is known by God, who has a name, a name with power, a name that says, you are my child, you are a brother of Christ, and you have a mission. So when they both die, and one's in heaven and one's in hell, oh, now the rich man knows the name. But don't you see, he still uses him. He's still an object. Send Lazarus, doesn't talk to him directly, talks to Abraham, send Lazarus to come and serve me here in my misery. He still does not see the power of this man's name, the power of the relationship this man has with, with God. And out of that relationship, 
his identity and his mission. See, brothers and sisters, this is the, this is the great warning. The names we use for each other, how we treat each other, what we call each other, how we use our names for each other, sarcasm, gossip, slander, anger, violence, bullying, whatever it might be, how we use the names of other people. We can be like the rich man. What does it say? It says, the rich man in his misery raised his eyes and saw heaven from a great distance. He raised his eyes. What does that mean? He was looking down. What do we call that when you look down at yourself, navel-gazing? To be totally preoccupied with your stuff, with yourself, with your things, with your way, with your desires, with your control, with whatever it is you want. So consumed, so self-absorbed, that you never raise your eyes to the vast vision of God's plan for us with all the people that he's placed in our life that are before us, begging begging from our richness to receive the love that establishes us in a relationship, gives us an identity, and sends us on our own mission. The great danger of our life is that we get too self-absorbed or too much of a navel-gazer that we miss the importance of the people in our life that are right there in front of us. We forget their names. So brothers and sisters, the Lord is telling us that this chasm that exists between Abraham and heaven and the rich man in hell is not something God imposes on us but as a distance we fix for ourselves by what we do with the gifts that we have received, with the name we have, the power that it possesses to do good or to do evil, to love or to neglect. To to look at our life and say, I'm going to stop looking and being so worried about myself and I'm going to tend to the relationships that I have. Are they broken? Are there people out? Are there people I've forgotten? Are there people I'm neglecting? Are there people that I don't love? Are there people that I, I, I actively work against? Is there anger? Is there lack of forgiveness? Is there lack of charity? There's a great chasm. And the Lord says, with the power of your name written in heaven, with the power of the relationship established by that name, the love that I have poured into your life by grace at your baptism, You have an identity as a child of God, as a brother or sister of Jesus Christ. Now use that for good in mission, in discipleship. Give what you have received. Love the way you have been loved. See the people that are right in front of you. I hear the voice of my mother and my father calling to me, a voice carried upon the summer breeze, calling me, into home, calling me into love, calling me to the table, calling me to supper, calling me into the family. Establish me in a relationship, an identity based in love, so now I know who I am and I know what I'm supposed to do. That voice is the voice of Jesus calling to us, a voice 
given to us by God the Father through His Son, carried on the breeze of the Holy Spirit to our hearts to remind us who we are and what we're supposed to be about. Call the name of the people in your life. Call them home. Call them to love. Call them to the table. Give them Jesus. Give them their inheritance. Make sure that when the day comes and all of us are at last before the throne of God, that we're all there together. And we're all there together because we call each other by name and taught each other how to love and let everybody know how important they are to God and to ourselves. Amen.